0: This is the Colts Free Agent Tracker. A look at some key in-house free agents this offseason. Hey, what's up? This is the Colts Free Agent Tracker podcast. Good to be back with you. We're back again to examine another high-profile Colts free agent heading into NFL free agency starting on March the 16th. I'm Matt Taylor today with Lara Overton and Casey Valier, and today we're going to look at Xavier Rhodes at cornerback for the Colts. He just wrapped up year number two. And each of the last couple of seasons in Indianapolis, he signed a one-year contract in the offseason, and he's up again here in 2022. If you looked at his season last year, you'd see 13 games. He missed four games due to injury, had one pick, seven passes defensed, gave up a 60% completion percentage, and allowed three touchdowns on the season. And he's been a mainstay in the Colts starting lineup each of the last couple of seasons. And he will turn 32 years old in June, heading into year number 10, next season. Lara, let's get right after it with Xavier Rhodes. How much do you think he has left in the tank? Can he still play like a high-level starter in the NFL next season in Indianapolis or somewhere else?
1: It's proven that he can still play at a high level for a couple of reasons. One of those is when you look at the Colts' record when Xavier Rhodes was not on the field and the difference that he made in the games, you know, that he played in and the difference that was there in the games that he missed. When you look look at uh the injuries and how that impacted his availability what gives me indication that he still has quite a bit left is the fact that a lot of people thought that he was done when he left Minnesota You know, when the Vikings allowed him to go on the free agent market Mm -hmm. and then the Colts picked him up back then, the Colts signed him on that deal, just $5 million in 2020. He had two interceptions, a defensive touchdown, and quarterbacks completed just 51% of passes against him in 2020. It was really the injuries in 2021 that prevented him from having stronger numbers or replicating much of the production that we saw, you know, having consecutive years at that high level. So I do think that there's a ton of value. I also think... That he had a big impact in terms of a veteran presence within that Colts secondary, within that DB's room, and a big factor that brought him into Indianapolis was the presence of Jonathan Gannon, someone who he'd worked with back when he was in Minnesota. So I do know that in his tenure here with the Colts, he was highly valued. High contributor on this defense. But I'm curious if some of these relationships that he has with a guy like Jonathan Gannon, who's now in Philadelphia, Matt Eberflus, who's now in Chicago. I think there might be a competitive market for some of his former coaches. Alan Williams, the guy who he also worked with in Minnesota, who's now in uh, Chicago with Matt Eberflus, where they see the. Value in having a veteran presence, being able to potentially bring him into the mix where they are now, because he's not going to have any continuity with this new defensive staff coming Mm -hmm. in. So I'm curious how that will impact maybe the market that there is for Xavier Rhodes. I just see that with the competition among the position of the free agent cornerbacks that are out there, there's going to be a lot of interest um, in maybe guys who had higher productivity in 2020. 21. If the Colts are looking to explore the free agent market at that position, right. I also think Isaiah Rogers has proven his value and proven that he's ready to step in to more of a role within this defense as well, alongside Rocky Yassine and Kenny Moore, the second.
0: Well, a brought up the injuries, Casey, and you know, it, it hasn't been a problem up until last season, but it was not only the time miss, but it was playing through injuries. Most of last year, gutting through a lot of pain to be available when he was out there on the field. How worried are you about that, his durability after this last season? Because four missed games last year, and he had just three missed games in total the previous four years. And it's one of those things, Casey, just playing devil's advocate, it's not a problem until it's a problem, right, right at age exactly. 31. So how do you gauge that?
2: That's the biggest question, if you ask me, because I think we saw early on he had the groin that kind of just lingered on. He fought through it, but I think he would even agree that he didn't play his best football at the beginning of 2021. But I think we saw towards the end, towards the back half of the year, he was healthy and he was playing at a very high level. I think the the back, the secondary in general in the middle, you know, midway point of the season were playing some of the best football and there were a couple of more injuries. I know he sustained another injury later in the year that kind of carried through all the way through the rest of the year. So I think that is the biggest concern but I think you did see a little bit of a stretch when he was healthy that he could still play at a high level. So that's definitely the biggest question mark. But as you mentioned I mean it's not an issue until it's an issue so that's hard. That's why guys like me are not signing the paychecks for these guys and going out and doing that because I would have no idea what to do. So I'm glad that that is above my pay grade because mm-hmm. that is definitely the biggest question mark, I think, of Xavier Rhodes, you know, whether he returns in 2022.
1: And even when he was limited with those injuries, he was heavily active on the sidelines, in practice, in games, coaching guys up. I would see him sitting down on the bench, looking at the Microsoft Surface, running through through things with guys like uh, like Isaiah Rogers and Rocky Yassin. He and Rock spent a ton of time together uh, in the offseason, working out together, doing stuff on their own. So I also know that even in that time where you didn't have his physical presence on the field, Xavier really invested a lot of himself in trying to elevate the play of the guys who are around him. And I know that will be something that is carried into the consideration of whether or not he's brought back. Mm-hmm. When you look at the coaching staff that Gus Bradley is assembling and they look at, you know, the people who they have in place there currently, the guys who you could possibly bring back, you know, in addition to Xavier, there's TJ Kerry to talk about as well. So trying to balance what you have in the, in the room already, guys who you know are returning, guys who you could possibly bring back, and then what's going to be available out there in the outside free agency market, outside of this organization, and then also in the draft.
0: Yeah, I mean, Larry, you just brought it up because I know we're primarily focused here on this discussion on Xavier Rhodes, but DJ Carey is also another veteran cornerback that's also a free agent. What's left in house? You've got Isaiah Rogers primarily, uh, Rock Yassine, the Colts this week. Uh, just re-signed Marvell Tell, who they drafted a couple of years ago. He opted out in 2020. But Casey, do the Colts do they have to decide between one of those free agent corners that they have? Do they have to decide between Rhodes or Carey? Is it one or the other when it comes to you know their market heading into uh, to the new league year?
2: Honestly, I think they're both different. I think I see Xavier Rhodes, the guy that you sign him and you plug him in as a starter day one. I think TJ Carey is more of that building depth, but I also saw something out of TJ Carey this year where you know he plays a little bit of a, of a safety role, but he also is a contributor on special teams. So I think when I look at both of those guys, I think Xavier Rhodes is a guy that you're looking at to solidify that starting spot in your base package outside of what Kenny Moore is going to be on the other. And then TJ Carey as a guy that's going to give you that back end depth and can also play nickel. He can play in the back end at safety and then you've also seen him contribute the last couple years on special teams. So honestly, I don't think gets one or the other on both of those I think you could bring a both back and it would you know fill a couple different roles but I think you aren't limited to just one or the other
1: I think probably what you're gonna gonna do is is allow him to possibly explore what is out there you're gonna have a number you know mm-hmm. that you're affixed to and that you're holding strongly to you're we've seen a lot of times in the past when the Colts have been in similar situations that they at least make an effort to retain guys who they do value and you'll put that number with it and then also allow him to see what the margin is like. I'm also curious too. You know, he just welcomed another daughter. His family's fairly settled here. They go back and forth between here and the Miami area. So, you know, as he's raising a young family, does he want that continuity? How much does he value staying here? Is he maybe? willing to take a little bit less to stay here and see how this defense develops with a new regime at defensive coordinator under Gus Bradley. Those will be a lot of factors, I think, too, that, that weigh into it, yeah. what's going to be best for him and his future as he's on you know, these latter parts, these latter years, latter seasons of his career, and then also that aspect of it, too.
0: No doubt about it. And to wrap up, T.J. Carey, again, he's another guy that battled injuries last season in some uneven play uh, compared to his standard. He missed six games last year, and he had missed five in his seven-year career before last season. And just like Xavier Rhodes, um, his numbers and coverage compared to 2020 were down. Um, Another question, Lara, if Xavier Rhodes does not come back, if the Colts uh, do not bring him back in free agency, how big of a priority would cornerback be for the Colts in the draft given what they still have on the roster outside of Xavier Rhodes?
1: I think it would be a significant priority I I think when you look at where they have utilized picks previously with young guys at that position you know without a first round pick you have those remaining right now they have fewer picks than we have seen them really dealing with so far in the past you know Chris Ballard you know that can always change here leading up to late April when you do have the NFL draft I think you have a number of areas that you're exploring where your priorities are i don't think anything is is off the table you know we always hear that you're going to base on or draft based on best player available not necessarily Mm -hmm. drafting for need at that position and when you think about you know last year at this time everyone thought that the colts were going to go you know left tackle o-line probably with the retirement of anthony Anthony Costanzo and Eric Fisher coming off injury. That was where a lot of people thought. I don't know that many people thought they were going to go the direction of going back-to-back picks in the first and the second rounds with defensive line with Quiddy Pay and Daiwa Dangbo. So I do know that the way that they are working through their process, the scouts just wrapped up their February film sessions going into – the combine which is you know that other that's a medical component then you're going to get back in in april and start to flush out that board and i do think that they're really investing in examining what talent there is at that position and it would be a great young group to gra- to draft a guy into because you have guys returning like Kari Willis and Kenny Moore the second and Isaiah Rogers, who I know the Colts love because of not only how he's contributed on this defense, but mm-hmm. because of his special teams contributions as well. Rocky Seen is a guy who just absolutely works his tail off day in and day out and has, you know, proven last season some development and certainly showed a lot of growth over the twenty twenty-one season. So if it's an area that they're looking to prioritize in the draft, it would be a room that I think would be able to help a young corner, immediately make that leap into being a contributor within that unit, especially when you look at potentially the style of defense that is developing under Gus Bradley.
2: And Matt, I think also, I mean, I think it's a big priority regardless if you bring Rhodes back or not. Uh, I I agree. I completely agree. I think that's a position that everybody would agree depth is so key because it's one of those premier positions where, I mean, let's face it, you're, you're taking on arguably the other team's best weapon, every single down so injuries happen you got to be at your best so i think you saw when everybody was healthy that's when that group really performed that's when when isaiah rogers was in the on the field you know playing in that that third spot and i think that's when everybody kind of clicked last year when everybody was healthy so I think whether you bring Rhodes back or not adding a piece in the draft is key regardless if he's back or not and I think you know on Lara's point we did see Rocky scene have a huge growth in 2021 I think we saw Isaiah Rogers take another step you're never gonna you're never gonna dislike having competition and I think if you can continue to add pieces in the draft I think that's key
0: yeah I think even if Rhodes does come back I agree with you guys. I can't see it being more than a year or two, which means right. it's a priority in the long 100%. run. This is where this is where not having a first round draft pick, I think, will impact the Colts, or you know, one of the areas in which it will, because cornerback is like left tackle. We had the same discussion right. when bringing up Eric Fisher, the elite ones, or in this case, the shutdown ones that are NFL ready to go right from college. They go pretty high in the draft. Yes. And I think if the Colts pick a corner early in the draft, second round or third round, it will be because of he's the best player available. It will be right, you know, when when best player available and need overlap, so to speak. But I think cornerback is up there with wide receiver for the Colts, pass rusher, left tackle when it comes to long term needs at important positions on this football team. I don't think there's any question about that.
2: No, completely agree. I mean that's that's one of the things that when I look at my list on what you know what are what are the key areas to focus on when you're looking at free agency draft and mm-hmm. your guys that you're trying to bring back, I think corner it's always the top of one of my list because because if you look at it, that, that's one of those prime positions you, you kind of look at to well how are their corners playing and that, that's kind of a key. So I think always having depth and competition there, mm-hmm. it's going to be important. So for me, it's always one of those top five needs in the draft regardless if you have a really good room or a really bad right. room. All right, the last question
0: I have for you guys, and you both have kind of flirted with this answer a little bit, but let's both uh, have both of you guys attack it head on. Should Xavier Rhodes not return next season, who's ready? Who's ready to kind of take over that role to be the every-down corner on the outside, obviously in base packages, but also sub-packages as well? Larry, is it Rock Yassine, given the, the level uh, of a jump that he had last season? And you already kind of talked about Isaiah Rogers and the big jump he had from his freshman season to a sophomore season with the Colts. Which of those two guys do you think is ready to kind of take on the spot of Xavier Rhodes if it's not Xavier Rhodes in free agency?
1: The way I'll phrase this is I think that you have the greatest opportunity for the greatest growth out of Isaiah Rodgers. I think he has the biggest untapped potential because of how much he has adapted to the nfl game i mean talking about a guy who played college football at umass right coming out of a a smaller division one program going into the nfl that's a huge leap when you talk about going into you know playing cornerback in the nfl going from that program you know drafted late in that 2020 draft and so over those first two seasons immense growth from him I also think that this coaching staff that's coming in this defensive staff will love continuing to develop him. He's a guy who has spent a lot a lot of time. He spends the additional time in the film room studying the playbook. All of those type of things. So I think that he has an immense upside if the coaching staff can really tap into making sure that he's delving in and, and knows the opportunity that he has to be at that position and giving him that that task. I think he would embrace, you know, the kind of pressure, and I mean pressure in a good way, but the expectation and what they see in him to play that role. I think, Rock, you're seeing what you saw, the growth that you guys, you know, we all kind of mentioned in 2021. I think for Rock, kind of just piggybacking on that and showing that steady growth would be great. And, you know, not exactly putting all of, your chips into that and expecting him to be in that position maybe as that number one guy at that position I think he's a great number two at that position could I think certainly could he develop greater than that no doubt that he could but right now just based on what we have seen in the early body of work of each of those careers I think Isaiah Rogers to me Is the cornerback currently in the room that would provide you the greatest opportunity to grow into and thrive given an opportunity Mm -hmm. should that be the position he's in?
2: I think Rocky scene might have a little bit of a leg up just because there's a little bit more sample size out of him last year than we saw out of Isaiah. But I'm in agreement with Lara. I think right now I give the nod to Rock, but Isaiah just seems to be at the right place at the right time a lot of times. I mean, there there is – I mean, I, I think, Matt, you would agree with this. It seems like a lot of times on a deep ball, if it's to Isaiah Rogers, he's going to make a play. He's got, a, the, and speed. He's got, he's got the speed. He's got the speed exactly. of ability. And listening to Rick Venturi talk about it at nauseum, I mean, this is that's one of the things that he loves in Isaiah Rogers, and I think that's one of the things you love to have in a corner. So I think that definitely helps Isaiah. I think right now I might give the leg up to Rock, but I think there are two guys that are going to be relied heavily on when you're looking at this defensive backfield in 2022.
1: Quickly on that too, Casey. This is one thing that Rick and I talked a lot about in regards to Isaiah Rogers. Yeah, the speed is there, and man, we saw that time in or time and time again in camp. Certainly, I mean, his speed is just incredible. But one of the other reasons that the Colts loved Isaiah Rogers so much is these instincts that he plays with. And that's something that Rick and I talked about. And I asked him, how often do you see a guy as young as Isaiah Rogers is who's able to rely on his instincts as much as he plays with In that position. And he said that that's something that typically takes guys a few years to grow into. So that's one of those kind of intangible things on Isaiah Rogers that provides such an upside for him at that position. The speed, the instinct that he brings. That's a great tandem, a great strength that he brings into that room.
0: Well, we'll see what the Colts do at cornerback in free agency and the draft because you can never have enough good corners, and those guys are key for you both on defense and on special teams inside the return game, as we've seen with Isaiah Rodgers. Great work, guys. Lara Overton, Casey Valier. That's a look at Xavier Rhodes and the Colts' cornerback situation heading into free agency. We'll have more from the Combine all week long here on the Colts Audio Network. We'll have our Inside the Draft podcast coming to you on Thursday of this week as well. And as always, please subscribe, rate, and review on the podcast. Again, for Lara and Casey, I'm Matt Taylor. We'll have more on the free agent tracker next week here on the Colts Audio Network. Bye-bye.